Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Breaking the Box. Yes, another one. <laughs> we are going to be... I am trying to commit, and I know this is very difficult because actually we are traveling a lot more, but I'm trying our, to commit... Our calendar, literally. I wish you could, I could show everybody that listens to this. Our calendar, literally, almost every single day, like, the way my calendar works, it shows colored lines for all the events... Almost every single day, there's like three or more lines on every single day we have stuff. Yeah, we will be traveling uh, in the month of the end of May, most of June. We're traveling virtually every weekend in June. Um, well, we're in and June, so. um, we got the first week of July off. And mm -hmm. then after that, it's go time for a good long while. We yeah. got like two and a half weeks solid booked up and then we're going to be driving oh excuse me to oklahoma yes, for peak for... 21 yeah yeah that's exciting Youth i'm conference. looking forward to that um and then after that uh i think we will be scheduling most of august here in the next few weeks so we'll see how it goes um the also... plan is to is by the end of June, we will probably have all of September planned as well. So we will yeah. be booked through September. Also, um, it's not just preaching stuff that we have booked. We also have, like, we go camping every summer. And we have, like, people's birthdays and graduation party next week and all this other stuff. Yeah, so well, and we, like, we got a wedding. Yeah, there's a wedding, too. Wedding. A funeral we a that funeral we have to go we're to. we're going to this weekend. There's lots of different things going on. Yeah. And it's just been busy. But I am trying to commit that we will record every time we have a chance. We can start recording some of these episodes. At the beginning? And post them. At the beginning, we were, like, we posted a lot. Like, once or we twice We haven't really posted less than last year, I don't think. Well, not less than we did by this time, but I'm saying we... Um, it seems like we recorded we more regularly. Yeah, we did it more uh, close together. Right. And we took, like, we did, I think, one month where we took a break for the whole month. And then the next month we did, like, four episodes or five episodes or whatever. And this one, it's been, like, one a month. Instead. Yeah. But it's, like, the same amount because we didn't start till the... Um, till March last year so yeah anyway we are <clears throat> going to try to record um some of these will be pre-recorded episodes we won't we'll try not to make it seem like that's the way it is um, i mean they're all technically pre-recorded but we usually yeah. record them and post them either that night or the next morning um, some of these will have to be recorded and be released later in the week um, we may even sit down and record two or three episodes at a time mm -hmm. and then release them once so a week if, so if we say like it's today, blah, 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 whatever day it is, or, like, if we're talking about something, and it doesn't make sense with the time it's posted, that's why. Well, we'll just make sure that if we say a date, we post it on that date. Gonna, <laughs> Merry, hey, Christmas. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! It's, it's in August. Fourth of July. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, won't, we won't record that far ahead. Yeah, but, no. Um, the goal would be, hopefully, we can start recording... Um, as regularly as possible mm -hmm. as this builds more followers and listenership. And uh, then as we're recording more regularly with a regular schedule and maybe, you know, YouTube channels and websites and things we yeah. talked about in our last episode, then um, 
it was it'll be a little bit easier to say this is the day mm-hmm. we're recording and this is the day we're releasing new episodes. So at yes. least getting them out once a week. Anyway, uh, that being said, uh, I don't want these podcasts to always seem like one-sided conversations. These are also, conversations, but some of these are lessons, too, for Mel. Yeah. And it's our time to connect. Also, I feel like um, I don't want people to think like it's so structured and scripted. Most of the stuff we pick a topic like um like that one episode we did dad jokes we talked about the dad jokes for a little bit and then after then all the we basically base it on the thing very loosely and then we just kind of talk about whatever yeah as a matter of fact we probably have more impromptu than most podcasts because we don't even have notes yeah we just discuss with one another what we're going to talk about kind of uh, the topics and who maybe suggested them if there was a suggestion and uh, maybe some questions to ask or talk about that people might have, and we go from there. I mean, we just yeah. kind of do it off the we're cuff. Just, so. Obviously, because we're always coughing. And <laughs> <laughs> but I want it to be that way because yeah. I want it to, to be our conversation, mm-hmm. yours and mine. And we do talk to the people listening, but uh, this it's is really a, a conversation for you oh, and me. Oh, so. speaking of talking to the people listening... Um, I forgot we have I don't think we've mentioned this on the podcast yet, but Breaking the Box has a Facebook page also. Yes. Now so if you want to follow that, uh please do stories go up on there a lot, posts go up on there a lot. Updates. Yeah, we post um old episodes like every once in a while. Every Thursday we do like a throwback episode from season one. So if you just want to have more interaction with the um with us basically because i run it uh you can go check that out it's just breaking the box podcast on facebook one of the ideas i have uh for the near future as well is to um uh maybe throw out there people can sign up or do something enter a poll or a contest on our facebook Mm -hmm. page and in that the winner of the contest will be uh, featured in one of our episodes in our future episodes we do want to start having more guests um, it's just difficult with our traveling schedule right now to schedule time yeah. with those guests. And also so. at the beginning, it was because of COVID and you know yeah, all there was that a stuff. Lot of that stuff. But too. now it's not as bad. People are getting vaccines and so anyway, stuff. Want to get to this topic? We mentioned it in the last episode briefly, but I wanted to talk to you about it, Melanie, and teach you some things. And I want you to ask real questions. If you have questions, I want you to ask about them. And then if you have something you want to chime in about because you are you may know some of this stuff, mm-hmm. then you can definitely do that. I don't want it to seem like I'm taking the mic here, so definitely chime in or ask questions as much I as you tr- want. I try to make sure I say yeah mm-hmm. or mm-hmm or whatever if yeah. he's talking for a long time because I don't want people to be like, well, he's talking. She's... But a I'm lot just of the sitting time here I'm talking to yeah. you. So. And I'm obviously <clears throat> you can't see us because this is audio only, but. I look at him and I'll nod at what he says, but then I have to remember they can't see me, so I gotta like make a noise or say something. Well, that and we sit basically just a few inches, maybe yeah. a foot from each other, and sit face to face in chairs, which, generally speaking, would be kind of uncomfortable to sit facing each other. But mm-hmm. because it's our podcast, this is the way we talk, and this yeah. is how we do it. So if you guys could see this setup, you'd be like, "What in the world? It's crazy." <laughs> 
So the topic is about dependencies. Um, there's four types of dependence. One of them, well, two of them are kind of the same idea. Uh, so there is dependence, there's codependence, there's independence, and then there's interdependence. Um, just to give you a brief summary of each one of these so you can understand, and then I'll tell you what the benefits are of the ones that you should strive for. Um, dependence would be like an infant, a baby, fully dependent on somebody else for its survival. So either an infant or a baby, somebody with extreme special needs, or somebody that has been um, paralyzed or is quadriplegic or something elderly like person. that, extremely elderly, they're fully dependent on someone else to take care of them. Without that someone else, they would die. That's mm -hmm. dependence, okay? Uh, codependence is when you rely on someone else to improve your life. I can't be happy without you. I can't be successful without you. I can't live life without you. As a fully functioning adult, codependence is, uh, is very, very bad. And there's a lot of that in the world, and we'll talk about that a little deeper, but I want you to understand what that's about. Typically, you see codependence more in, um, you know, uh, intimate relationships, husband, wife, whatever. Um, but you can have a codependence uh, even as an, like, even as you, mm -hmm. you can be codependent on your parents. In some aspects, you kind of have to be because you're still yeah. a minor. There's some things you're going to just, you need us to supply mm -hmm. for you. But as you get older, as you're growing and as you're maturing, and eventually as you're an adult, mm -hmm. that codependence should get further and further and further away. Can it's I one ask of the questions. Yeah, go for it. Um, what about with God? Where would you? Okay, let me finish describing Sorry. the four. No, it's okay. But I just thought of that me, when you were saying. Let me I finish need describing the four. Live, blah, blah, blah. Let me just describe the four, and then we can talk about okay. that because that's a good question. So codependence. Um, as you grow older, your brother is a little more codependent on us or dependent on us. Either way, you want to look at it, mm -hmm. um, than you are. And he's only when 10. you're when you're eighteen, twenty, twenty three, twenty five, you should be way more independent than you are right now. Yes. Okay. So independent is fully dependent on yourself. You don't need mom and dad. You don't need husband or wife. You can take care of yourself. You can live by yourself. You can. Mm -hmm. Feed yourself. Independence means uh, I don't need anybody to survive. Mm -hmm. Now, we all need people in general as friends or family or close uh, acquaintances. But independence is very healthy. And then there's interdependence. And interdependence is when you are fully independent and capable on your own. I am fully independent and capable on my own. But we choose to join together in a union, whether that be in a partnership a business or even a relationship which is the most common and in a relationship the interdependence enhances the relationship so I'm not dependent on you you're not dependent on me we are dependent on one another to elevate our relationship further than we can go on our own yeah that's what inter interdependence is so to go back to your question what about God what should we be well I believe if I if if I can call it all back there's an aspect of all of all four of those in our relationship with God. In some 
areas and in some aspects, we have to be like a baby or a child that is fully dependent on God. Mm -hmm. There's some things that are absolutely supernaturally miraculous that you cannot do. Yeah. You have to fully depend on God to make that miracle happen. But there's other aspects of your relationship with God where you are independent. You have to independently go and pray, seek the face of yeah. God, fast, read your Bible. You can't depend on anybody else to do that. That has to be something that you have full independence on. Mm -hmm. You have your free will. Your free will has to be your independence choosing to do things to build your relationship with God. Now, the interdependence um, with God is also good in a way. Um, we don't enhance God per se in our interdependent relationship with him. But there is an aspect of things that God cannot do because he will not violate the will of man. And he uses us as channels in our relationship with him to access people in a way that he maybe couldn't access without a human being being there mm -hmm. present. So there is an aspect of us being able to enhance God to somebody. Um, but the interdependence is still more of a dependence or, or something like that on God. Um, because really, when, when we have a good relationship with him, it just elevates us more than anything. But there really is shouldn't be any codependence. Because God doesn't depend on us um, to to fulfill his will. Mm -hmm. Now, you can say that in a way, God depends on you to do it. He called you, yeah. he's depending on you. But not depending on you in the fact that if you don't do it, it's going to fail and flop. If you don't, he'll find somebody else to take your place. That's scriptural. Bible says if we don't praise him, he'll make the rocks cry out, mm -hmm. right? So So is codependence double-sided or one-sided? Um it can be both. So typically, though, you see codependence um, is, it is, well, it's difficult. That's a good question. That's a really good question. <laughs> and the reason is, is because it is two-sided, but it's not two-sided in the same way. So typically, now this isn't all cases. It's, it's different every case. But typically what you see is a damaged person in a relationship, whether it's the wife or the husband, mm -hmm. more often it seems like it's the woman. Um, not that men aren't damaged. That's not what I mean at all. I mean, taking the role of, I need you, I need you, I need you, right? Mm -hmm. And men are taking the role of, I need you so that I can have somebody to control. Now, those roles get reversed, mm -hmm. for sure. But it's probably a little more common where the woman is dependent on him and become so codependent that they stay... People that are in abusive relationships, yeah. that's a codependent relationship. Oftentimes, the abuser will do things, manipulate, um, is really good with their words, very narcissistic. And what they'll do is they will make the abused person feel like they are absolutely vital and needed to this relationship. I can't live without you. They'll often say things like, you know, if you left me, I would kill myself. Those are all unhealthy, codependent comments. Mm -hmm. And typically the woman is the one feeling like, I know he hit me, but, you know, he he felt sorry and he, mm -hmm. I made him mad. It was kind of my fault. Yeah. All of that is a bunch of garbage and it's very unhealthy. Um, and I'm not putting women down for that. I, I know there's abused men too and I'm not putting them down for that. Uh, honestly, I'm not even putting the abuser down for that. Um 
what some people may not understand about an abuser, whether physical or any other way, is that typically they've come from a very abusive situation, whether they were abused as a child or they witnessed a lot of abuse in their childhood mm-hmm. um, and or neglect, rejection, abandonment. A lot of that has happened to that person. And so it, I'm not excusing their actions by yeah. no means. They are not excusable. Those actions are reprehensible and should be, should be taken care of. Mm-hmm. People need to get help. However, one must understand that the abuser oftentimes has issues that need to be worked out. And they do not have to remain an abuser. Mm-hmm. Abusive people, men or women, can change. They can change. Um, it does take a lot of work. They've got to want to change. And I would tell anybody in an abusive relationship, as a side note here, if you are in that sort of situation or you have been or you know somebody who is, the only the only way that you can reconcile a relationship with an abuser is when that abuser takes it upon themselves, by themselves, alone, fully independently, to fix themselves mm-hmm. and goes through the process of being fixed. The problem is often the person that's being abused sees them take one step towards help and then goes back to the relationship or goes back and gives Mm -hmm. them another chance. And then the person just gives up on getting help because they have the relationship back. Mm -hmm. They have to have no incentive with the relationship to fix themselves, meaning they have to say whether I get them back in my life or not, I need help and Mm -hmm. go get the help they need. Get fixed. Whether it takes six months, a year, two years, ten years, get fixed. And then when they're fully fixed, if the two that were in that relationship are still willing to reconcile that relationship, then they can. But the the reconciling of the relationship while it's being abusive is very, very difficult. And extremely rare, extraordinarily rare, that an abuser can be fixed while in the relationship they are with typically there needs to be a, a separation period um and i would i would l- allow the counselor or the person giving the help to give that period of time to the two people uh, give them that allotment of time and say we need to be apart for six months or a year whatever it is yeah but um <clears throat> so um back to the codependent relationships of the abuser kind of thing that that's typically what you see there so i don't i think i kind of lost my train of thought on what we were finished finalizing i asked uh, did you forget what i asked yeah probably i asked uh are codependent relationships one-sided or oh yeah yeah so that's the reason they're two-sided is because even though the abuser is the offender or the manipulator Oftentimes, he is codependent on that person being there, too, because they, he needs somebody to abuse, right? He needs yeah. somebody to be subservient to him. Because the and, way you were uh, saying it was almost like it was one-sided. Like you said, because God doesn't need us for blah, blah, blah. Right, I understand. So I was just but, wondering. But it is, it is two-sided in that there's always a, an authoritative role and a subservient role. Mm-hmm. And both are needed in the relationship. Oftentimes, you will see men that are abusive or, or in that controlling yeah. role. They do not stay single for very long. 
at all. What does that mean? They're codependent on somebody. They need yeah. to have somebody to control, to manipulate, mm-hmm. to change, to abuse, whatever. And they're not doing it like, who can I abuse next? You know? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there is. Uh, I shouldn't laugh at that. I just, know there he is, made a funny face. Uh, you know, psychopathic people that are yeah. like that. But that's not the norm. Typically, these men or women have a major issues in their life that need to be worked on. And they just truly need to be loved. They want to be loved. Mm-hmm. But they're, what happens is once they get in a relationship, after that little honeymoon stage is over, they get in this relationship and um, their desire and need for control uh, takes over. And the narcissistic yeah. things that they do take over. And so then, um, you know, they become so uh, authoritative in that. But that is the that is the two sides. So it is one-sided in that, codependent from an abusive standpoint is usually just one person from a controlling abuser standpoint it's another thing Um, but oftentimes codependent relationships are consist of some form of abuse Mm. now before we move on to your next question or to deeper parts of this rest of this topic um, we're going to take a break here in just a second but i just wanted to say um that if you are struggling with an, an, an abusive relationship, abuse is not always physical. Mm-hmm. Abusive relationships, and this is good for you to know someday, you're going to be in a relationship and you need to know what to look for in areas that might lead to it. Mm-hmm. Not that they would, not that they are going to, but they're precursors, okay? There's several different types of abuse and they're all wrong. As a matter of fact, people don't know this, but most of the time, Mental and emotional abuse is just as punishable as physical abuse in a domestic violence case. People don't know that. But if you're emotionally abusing somebody and they can prove it um, in a court of law, you can be prosecuted for domestic violence. Um, So there is that. But there's emotional abuse. There's mental abuse. There's physical abuse. There's sexual abuse. Um, there's also a little bit deeper stuff people don't think about some that were new to me when I was learning all this stuff there's uh, religious abuse controlling somebody through religious beliefs there's also financial abuse controlling somebody through money or the lack of money um, there's there's a there's ton verbal abuse there's tons and tons and tons of styles of abuse and every single one of them are wrong and damaging and detrimental to a person's mm-hmm. mind, mental health, and even their self-worth. If you're in, any, in a relationship that has any of those things, or you want to know more about them, please reach out to us. We can find you somebody in your area that can give you some help. But right now, we need to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Mm-hmm. And we are back. We say that yes. every time, I feel. We always say that. I want to come back from a commercial. I know. We are back. I like to say that, though. It makes you feel like you're actually on the radio. And we're back. Yeah, and it's funny because, like, to you guys, it's like we're coming back. But, we're, like, we've been sitting here the whole time. Well, not Somehow, today. Not today, but usually we just sit here. We actually here, took a break today. Cut the audio and then do another clip. But this time we actually went and did some stuff and I came back. Um. So back to the... What I really want to talk about, though, is the two aspects that are healthy. Independence and interdependence. 
the reason I think I would say, and you could, I could honestly talk about just each of these four subjects for hours, for hours on each of these subjects. But the the one thing I'll tell you, because you're a teenager, is that your independence is huge. There's different stages of independence, right? Yes. As you're getting older, um, when you were little, your parents bought your clothes and picked it all out for you, mm-hmm. right? You got a little older, we started letting you pick out your own outfits, right? That's called yes. independence. You're building some independence. You get to choose some things for yourself. Um, Actually, technically, I was the one who decided to buy the merch that we just got. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, we got into a house. You got to have your own room. That's more, mm-hmm. that's a new level of independence. And you grow and change and learn. What do you learn? Well, you learn how to keep your room the way you want it. Yeah. How to organize, how to clean stuff, when to clean. I like how you were looking at my shelf. (laughs) That is not organized at all. And you're like, how to organize? (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't a hint. I wasn't (laughs) that way at all. But, um, you know, it's it's a new level, right? Yeah. Here you are, 15 years old, you're studying a driver's manual. That's going to be a new level. I think the driver's license one is really one that catapults you in independence. It gives you a whole new world of freedom as an individual. Let me just say this. For anybody that hasn't driven yet, driving is not scary, but, like, it, for me, it almost feels like that. Like, I'm not scared, but, like, I'm nervous because I don't want to, like, you know, not necessarily, like, the variables, but... Knowing that you're moving something that you could break, like, like I've driven across our church parking lot, knowing that there is a potential that I could break the car or the church or, you know, or run over someone. We usually don't do it when there's people in the parking lot. But um, what I'm saying is knowing there's a potential for that, that's what makes me nervous. It's not necessarily scary to do the action of driving the car it's scary to think about the things that can happen that's correct but it is another level of independence when you turn 18 and you graduate high school another level of independence so as you're getting older from childhood through adulthood through 18 19 years old from the time you're born to the time you graduate high school there's several levels of independence. Now, I mentioned mm-hmm. a few milestones, but there's tons in between there yeah. that you develop all of that. And it's healthy to start giving your kids different levels of independence. People that don't do that end up with children that are super sheltered. Either their kids are sheltered and they can't function in the real world, or they end up living at home till they're 38 or 39 or until their parents die because they don't know how to depend on themselves. I was going to say, because they, they usually just, live in the basement and play video games. They all just day. depend on their parents to cook for them and to drive them. I know people in their 30s that, that um, and I'm not putting you down if you play video games in your 30s or in your 40s or 50s, if people play games for different reasons. That's not what I mean. But when the majority of your time is spent playing video games, you're in your 30s, you're still living with your parents, that's a problem. That's a developmental problem. It would be the equivalent of a child uh, who's 10 or 12 years old that's still wearing diapers be- and with no major health defects, yeah. just wearing diapers because they just never wanted to learn how to use the potty. So, um, you know, you'd look at a 10 or 12-year-old kid, again, that doesn't have major health issues. If you're 10 or 12 years old and you have major health issues, you have to wear diapers, 
we're not, not saying that you. you shouldn't. Um, <laughs> what we're talking about those a spoiled person who's twelve years old and still wearing diapers because they don't want to learn how to go potty on their yeah. own. They want mommy to still wipe them and things like yeah. that. That is a developmental issue. If mm-hmm. you were if you didn't have any major health issues, mental health or, or physical health issues, and you were still crawling when you were fifteen people would say there's a developmental issue there. Yeah. You're not developing like you're supposed to. We would know there's an issue. Even if you did have issues, you're 15 years old, you're still crawling or acting like a baby, that is considered a developmental issue. And it's the same way with um, your independence. Mm-hmm. As you allow your kids to have more and more independence as they grow, they begin to get ready for the real world. Now, is anybody ever truly ready for all the things that they're going to face? No. Mm-hmm. But... By allowing them to have different amounts of freedom, different things. I mean, my son's only 10. I know parents that still don't do this with their 17-year-old, okay? My son's only 10. He's been picking his own haircut since he was six. Now, there's limitations. See, yeah. That's how you do We're it. We're not going to let you him give, get you give them stripes in his hair. The, the option of, I'm going to let you choose with limitations. Meaning, yeah. this is the extreme one way, this is the extreme another way. If my son said, well, I would just want a crew cut all the time, more power to him. Mm, does he want a mohawk? Probably not going to allow that, right? Yeah. So there's limitations, but he gets some independence within those also, limitations. And that's how they learn to handle the independence. That some people do is that they give their kids a choice, but still, as you were saying, under limitations. So instead of saying... This is the haircut you're going to get. But, like, not giving them, saying you can get whatever you want, but not saying this is the one you're going to get. Some people will, for example, we're still on the haircut thing, pick three haircuts that they think are acceptable and say, which of these three do you want to choose? So that way it's still a choice and the child still has independence, but they're not going to pick something that the parent wouldn't allow. Right. So at different levels, there's different independence. When Julian's 18, if he chooses to get a mohawk, there might be a limitation within my household. Mm -hmm. But if he's 18 and lives on his own and he chooses to get a mohawk, there's nothing (laughs) I can do about that. That's his choice, right? Um, But while he's living under my house and under a certain age, now when he's 18, I might allow him to have a haircut if he's living with me that I wouldn't have allowed him to have when he was 10. Yeah. Okay. Those are expanding the boundaries. I used to tell you this all the time, and I got it from someone. Honestly, don't remember who I got it from or I would give them credit. Um, but I used to tell you this all the time, as, as young as I can remember, and you'll, you'll remember me saying this. I'll give you as much freedom as I possibly can for you. That's age appropriate. Yeah. But the moment that you violate that freedom or show me that you can't handle it, there will be restrictions He still on that tells freedom. me and Julian that. And I try to tell you guys that a lot so that you guys can understand I want you to be independent. I want you Mm -hmm. to choose things for yourself. You choose your own outfits. Do I like them all? Probably not. (laughs) Do I think they're all stylish or not? No, but you feel the same way about me. Sometimes I I wear things you think is weird, right? So, And it's it's not like my outfits are inappropriate or anything. But even at 15. It's just... Even at 15, picking out your own outfits, having the full independence when you choose outfits at the store... The really the only limitation that I have on you is that it's modest mm-hmm. and that it doesn't glorify ungodly things. For instance, 
you can have a long sleeve shirt that is fully modest and, and there's nothing wrong with it. But if it's got some sort of uh, decal that's that's honoring some heavy metal or satanic rock star, then that's inappropriate. So yeah. there is guidelines, there's boundaries and limitations mm -hmm. for your freedom and for your independence at your age. But at 15, you can wear pretty much anything you want where at 10, there was more limitations. So... I'm saying well, all of that to say independence is important. Yeah, there was limitations, but I'm just saying. I did dress myself when I was 10, and it was not very good. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I feel like even the worst outfits I wear now are better than what I used to dress myself. Yeah. I went out so, on some ridiculous things, man. I don't know who let me out of the house. <laughs> Back to the lesson here. The lesson I'm trying to teach you. Independence is important, and... There will come a day when you are on your own. Mm -hmm. I know you want to live with your mom and dad forever as no, a teenager. Well, I, you know, you not think forever, that. Kind of, but... Well, you think that way, kind of. I'll just live with them until I get married. That's that's well, not always a feasible. Know. It, it may be. That. It's not always feasible. But there will come a day when you're by yourself. That's what yeah. I'm trying to get at. And you will have when to I'm learn 20. how to do things on your own it's one of the reasons i've been pushing you to do some things that you don't want to do like you know making your own doctor's appointments things like that i haven't done that yet um, i said i've been pushing you to do things you don't want to do <laughs> yeah. um the reason i do that is because i really want you to understand it would stink uh and i would be a terrible father if you're 20 years old and dad's nowhere in your life right now he's off traveling or maybe he passed away whatever you're an adult and you are you are now living on your own you have a job and you don't know how to balance your bank account yeah you don't know how to pay your bills you don't know how to make a doctor's mm -hmm. appointment you don't know who to call for help with anything uh you know if the if your tire blows out on the highway you don't know how to fix it or get help um if you if you have an emergency and your pipes blow up, you don't know who to call. Those things are things I'm I'm wanting to teach you now so that when you are an adult, you'll know. I may not be able to fix my pipes bursting in the winter, but I know who to call. think you're going to be dead when I'm 20. I didn't say that. You I said, said if, if your dad you is dead. Died. And I meant you as in people listening, I was gonna not say, you specifically. Because when I'm 20, you're going to be like 41. You're not going right. to be that old. Which is only a few years from now. So, I no, I do not plan on being dead, and I hope I'm not. But um, my point was that whatever reason, you can't yeah. call dad all the time, mm -hmm. right? You can't just pick up the phone and be like, dad, uh, my faucet won't work. Can you come fix it? Now, if you, live you, four can, hours away you can do that. I'm not saying parents shouldn't be there for yeah. their kids. You should be able to call your dad to help you with things you can't do. But you do need to figure out a lot of these things on your own. Mm -hmm. When you are fully independent, meaning you do not depend on anybody to survive, you have three things. You have full freedom to be who God intended for you to be. Because you can do your thing and know that you don't have to worry about paying the bills. You have a job or you have the ability to make money. And you can be who God wants you to be. Mm -hmm. The second thing is you can develop as a human being. And you will have something to offer somebody else. When you get in a relationship, if, you're been, if you've been fully dependent on yourself, then you have value to add to a relationship. Mm -hmm. Because I am this, you are that, now we yeah. can be together and be even better together. Um, and the third thing I would say is you have a, a closer connection with God. 
Now, that might seem weird for independents because there might be people that are fully independent and atheist. Mm -hmm. But what I mean by that is if you're not independent, you will not know how to um, be close to God Mm -hmm. because you don't have the ability to say, I need to get up and pray. I need to do my Bible reading. I need to make sure I'm fasting this week, whatever they are, because you learn independence and with independence comes responsibility and having that responsibility of taking care of your own spiritual walk with God not having mom and dad remind you to pray or fast or whatever it may be, yeah. that independence will help you to draw closer to God. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have any questions about it, independence? Um, if not, I'd like to just tell you one last thing about interdependence and how that works. I don't know if it's so much about independence, but you were saying when you're independent from yourself, it can help in a relationship. Um. I don't remember where I heard this or what, but somebody was saying uh, something about dating or something, I don't remember. And they were saying it doesn't matter if they have a house or whatever, like you shouldn't worry about that. There was They were saying something else. But in my opinion, that kind of doesn't matter whether they're living with their parents or not, whether they have a job or not, whether they, you know, if you're 25 and you're still living with, there's nothing wrong with living with your parents, but if you're living there and not paying rent, you're living there and not buying food, you're living, you know what I mean? If you're living with your parents as if you were 10 years old, well, then you, that's kind of, let a me problem. just take a step back and give you some advice here on that. One is, it really has to be between you and your parents because they have to be able to draw the line. Yeah. Some people might say the moment you're 18, you're old enough, you should be paying rent. You should be figuring mm-hmm. things out. You need to find your own place and get yeah, out as quickly yeah. as possible. And some people might want to give their kids the ability to depend on them a little longer yeah. so they can get through college, 24, 25, 26 years old, whatever. But what I'm it, saying... it really depends on the parent. But what yeah. I, I get what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Okay. And I agree with you. Um, so what I'm about to say is my opinion for our family. Mm-hmm. I would advise this for other people. Okay. Now, <laughs> but you're not if, telling if other people, people are how giving to live their lives. Ad- wanting my advice or input on this specific subject, this is what I would tell them. Take it or leave it. But I'm not saying that if you don't do it this way, you're doing it wrong. Okay. Yes. That's not what I'm saying. I would say that around the age 20 to 21, it's a good time for you to help your child get on their own. Now, does that mean you can help them financially? Sure. Does it mean, you know, maybe teaching them from 17 to 21 how to save enough money to get their own apartment? Yeah. Whatever you, whatever aspect or avenue you want to do. I think between the age of 20 and 21 is a good age to get them to be on their own. Mm-hmm. Have an apartment. Even if it's across the street from mom and dad. Having your own place, having your own apartment. Now, whether they pay rent or not um, before they leave the house at that point is up to you and them. Depends on what they're doing with their life. If they they just go to high school and they want to just live life, get a job and live life, then they should maybe pay, pay rent as soon as they can. If they're going to college, you know, there might be some negotiation there whether you want them mm-hmm. to pay rent or not pay rent. That's up to you. Um, I think paying small amounts, mm-hmm. um, even if you're going to college, helps build responsibility. But <clears throat> 20 to 21, the reason I say that is because I, based on everything I know about humans and their development, mm-hmm. my personal experience with marriage at a young age, mm-hmm. and um, 
the all the other people I've seen get married under the age of 25 and how that turned out for them. Mm-hmm. Not of all of them failed, but I've seen struggles in their life. Yeah. And so what I would say is 25 is the age to get married, 25 mm-hmm. or older. Part of the reason is women and men both, your brain is not fully developed until you're 25 years old. Mm-hmm. Now, are you smart? Do you have a high IQ? Blah, blah, blah. Yes. But there is levels and stages of, of chemicals that are released in your brain from early ages into puberty. There's new stuff. And as you develop, yeah. there's more hormones and chemicals that release at different rates, higher rates, and help your mental and physical development. No one is fully developed in their brain until they're about 25 years old. Sometimes for men, it could be a little bit older than that. But if that's the case, why would I want to get married any younger? Mm-hmm. Uh, in my case, we did get married younger than that. And um, you guys have heard, if you haven't heard the testimony, um, uh, my testimony episode, you can go listen to that. But uh, we did have a, a ton of struggles and even a separation of a, a long period of time in our relationship. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that a big part of that was we got married too young. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> could I have been more spiritual, more mature and made it work? Yes, mm-hmm. but there still would have been tons of struggles. And now, that's not to say that after 25 you won't have struggles. Am I going to get married that young? No. <laughs> <laughs> after 25 you can still have struggles. Mm-hmm. But typically, people know who they are, who they want to be with, what type of person they want to live yeah. with by that age. You're not going to change a mm-hmm. ton. Between the ages of 19 and 25, you change drastically who mm-hmm. you are as a person. So it's difficult. But um, it can be done with the help of God. Yes. I've seen people do it. But I'm just saying those are my opinions. So 20 to 21 gives people three or four years of time Mm -hmm. to fully develop their independence before they get married. Also, um, about the rent, that whole thing, having your own car, blah, blah, blah. I wasn't meaning that saying that every person that lives with a parent should pay rent. What I was meaning is that if they're not being responsible and treating it as if they were 10 years old where their parents still buying them everything they're still buying all the food and they're you know what i mean showing responsibility in some sort of way even if they don't have money or they're not paying rent necessarily that's what i meant yeah so to finalize this up because this is a longer episode but to finish this up the interdependent side this is the one i could really talk about i have a message that's based on this uh, it's called the uh, interdependent harvest. Um, I have a message about interdependence. Um, the interdependence is that you by yourself are great, me by myself are great, but together we're even greater than yeah. we can be on our own. Uh, there's lots of sayings that support that. Um, the Bible supports that in, mm-hmm. in principle and in saying, you know. Yeah. Um, but that is very true in a scientific or psychological standpoint too when you're a fully healthy independent person and your spouse or future spouse is a fully healthy independent person that can uh, the 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 reason it's healthy to be independent is because there may come a time that you can't depend on your spouse yeah if you're not independent and fully healthy as an independent person what are you going to do if your spouse dies 
what would you do if your spouse got in a car accident and was paralyzed from the neck down yeah. and they had to be fully dependent on you now? Mm-hmm. You have to be independent enough to know I can take care of myself and them. Uh-huh. Um, what, what would you, what do you do if, um, you know, your husband or wife leaves you mm-hmm. and you have to be by yourself. You have to develop that independence of, I don't need them to survive, mm-hmm. but I do need them in the sense of with them, I am better. I am more elevated. Yeah. My ministry is t- 10 times the ministry. It would be with your mom by my I side. I was going to say, our pastor says that interdependence is kind of like if you have two people both of them by themselves added together would still be less than them working together. You know, do you... What it is, what it, it's, there's a saying, it's like, yeah. uh, the sum of, uh, the sum of two people is better than their parts individually or something like that. Yeah. But, but there's, you could never achieve what you can achieve with that yeah. other person. I was going to say, yourself. if you went to your last leg on, say person A used up all their strength or whatever and person b did as well even putting those two separate things together wouldn't be as powerful as if they had done it together in the first place because they could have gone even farther yeah and so you understand the interdependence the cool part about that is it translates into our walk with god it translates to our relationship with our brothers and sisters Mm -hmm. in the church or pastor there's an interdependence in relationships but there's also an interdependence within the church body the Bible talks about how much we need one another. It, it, it encourages fellowship. It talks about uh, two or three being gathered together. It talks about carrying one another's burdens. It talks about confessing our faults one to another. Basically, mm-hmm. all throughout. The biggest line I always tell people, if you think you don't need your anybody or you don't need the family of God, Jesus himself said, By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. Now, I know that you might say, well, that's not talking about interdependence, but how can you love somebody and not have that interdependent relationship? Mm -hmm. That's true love, is that together we're better than we would be by ourselves. Yeah, even people will say, like, well, I don't need friends because, you know, have God or whatever. But I don't, in my opinion, I don't think that's true. Because you need other people... Not that, yeah, not that God can't understand, but sometimes you need... And there can be times where you have either been betrayed or you're just isolated. You don't have friends. God will be the friend you need. Yeah, yeah. But that shouldn't be the norm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not that God doesn't understand what you're going through, but sometimes it helps people if they can tell someone else. And I know you can tell God. I'm not saying that... You don't. You shouldn't tell God or anything like that. I'm just saying that it helps some people to be able to tell their friend or whatever and God at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because not that God doesn't talk back to you, but then you can share experiences and it might help you better. So, to recap very quickly before we close. Dependence. Fully dependent on other people. Yes. Codependence. I need you to survive. I cannot live without you. Often in damaged or abusive relationships. Mm -hmm. Unhealthy. Independence. By myself, I can survive and do things on my own. Don't need anybody else to survive. Mm -hmm. And then interdependence is I'm independent, you're independent, but together we make a better team. Mm -hmm. We can accomplish more together than we can on our our own. Yes. So, 
good things. I love this topic. I could talk about it all day. I know Obviously, you know that. Obviously, this is a um, really long episode. But I do, I love you, and I want you to understand love this. So when you have questions about these types of things, please ask me, because I want you to be able to understand it fully. And mm-hmm. understand this now when you feel me pushing on you to do things that are uncomfortable. You know why I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. It's not just because I'm a mean dad. It's because <laughs> I want oh, you to grow. I don't grow. think you're a mean dad. I want you to grow and learn and change. And I know it's uncomfortable and it's embarrassing and it's mm-hmm. nerve wracking, but I'm pushing you because I know it's what you need yeah. to grow. So, well, that wraps up by this episode, I guess. Maybe that's a good yeah. one. And I uh, we'll try to record again soon. I was gonna say, I don't think we have anything else to talk about. Look for some, the very first bit of merch to release uh, yes. within the next week Check or on so. the Facebook page. There uh, will be some. It will be a very, very exclusive, very, very limited, limited quantity. Uh, quantity of merch. And we'll because let you this know is, exactly what we're it is. just kind of. And we are, are we gonna charge for this? Are we gonna I think sell so. Them? Yeah. Okay, so we are gonna sell them. They're not gonna be astronomically expensive. But it will be first come, first serve. Yeah. And uh, we'll just have to go with that. We're kind of experimenting because we have never put out merch or anything before. So, so we're testing, testing out companies. We've been we've been <clears throat> looking at stuff for a long time. We announced it. Uh, Probably six months ago. Yeah, I, I was going to say around the beginning of this year that we were going to start looking into merch. Like, but probably we've when been, we were quarantined. Probably. <laughs> Uh, we've been looking at different websites, looking at different mock-ups, seeing prices of things. and So this is our first thing we actually purchased and yeah. got coming. It's not huge, it's not big, but yeah. it's something and we're going to test the waters with it. So look for that to come, to hit the Facebook page within the next week. Mm-hmm. Um, if Keep your eyes on it because there's a limited amount. I'm Very, not going like to tell you how many, how many right now, but we will make an announcement. Yeah price how many and it'll be first come, and first what serve. the actual product is we're not going to say that right now it's a surprise so stay <laughs> tuned and thanks for listening goodbye